Hyperforce Power Up! Hello and welcome to another episode of May the Power Protect You, a podcast where we talk about everything that goes on with Power Rangers, including toy collection news, uh, new comics that continue some cancelled iterations, and a special guest. And just, you know, everything that goes on in the Morphin Grid. I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host. I'm here. I have a brick of salt. I'm <laughs> chanting positive mantras. It's Kevin. And joining us today is a amazing spectacular guest it's it's me it's doug the spectacular spider-man is here (laughs) (laughs) well gosh dolly i'm i'm walloped right now (laughs) (laughs) darn we should have picked a secret phrase yeah uh, no that's (laughs) yeah i knew which uh adjectives i was going to use when i described you this time doug so uh, (laughs) they're accurate appreciate it (laughs) exactly they are accurate correct yeah um, but, uh, like we do every time before we get started, mm-hmm. I just want to take a moment to encourage our listeners to find a way that you can be a hero out in the world. In the past, we've highlighted things like the Black Lives Matter movement, which is important, still ongoing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and also pointed out the ongoing and constant attacks on human rights of both trans and queer people all across the United States. Uh, just find a way that you can help, whether that's donating time or money, uh, joining in protests safely where you can, or uh, watching streams that generate revenue for nonprofits, or even just beginning the steps to educate yourself. Find a way that you can be a hero. Mm-hmm. Let's try to make the world a better place. Yes. Vote in local elections and support your libraries. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Please. Mm-hmm. Please. Um, but with that said, we'll kind of dive into our first topic, which is our special guest. Hi, Hi Doug. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh inviting me into your little podcast home here of i know course. our little command center you know yeah. we, got the, we got the shattered tube over here we've got yeah. like read-in zed staffs on the wall it looks great it's beautiful it's great, right love the fairy <laughs> yeah. lights yeah. <laughs> exactly great it just adds so much ambiance uh but uh what we like to do doug with our guests uh before we get started is of course uh grill you with a bunch of questions about yes the fandom and kind of like things or mm-hmm. power rangers and the things you love um, yeah mm-hmm. so we'll start with the most basic obvious question what first got you into power rangers i was there at the beginning the perfect uh age of like five years old when power rangers started airing so uh just straight up power rangers got me commercials uh mm. colored superheroes fighting monsters in foam suits so i was there from from day one um, but you know, like lots of other folks had a falling off and then a return to the franchise. So day one with a break and am back. <laughs> Do you know about when you fell off? I'm curious, like when you would have, what, yeah. what would have been the final episode or final bit for you? I fell off during turbo. Um, <laughs> I was definitely the kid they were worried about as far as like, if we change everything, we might lose them. Um, mm-hmm. and I think everything changed enough and the power of Pokemon is strong. So um, I had had another franchise that would last 30 years uh, to fall back onto once I fell out of Power Rangers. (laughs) Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. That that Mm -hmm. absolutely tracks. And I'm curious. So um, you mentioned like like all of us, we all kind of have like or like me as well. I had Mm -hmm. like a journey back. What was the thing that brought you back to Power Rangers and made you interested in it again? Yeah, short answer is Netflix. Um, I know the longer Mm. answer for most folks is Dino Thunder did, right? Because Tommy was coming Uh back. Makes total sense to me now that I've seen everything in between. Um, But for me, it was was Netflix. I had just graduated from college. I was doing Uh the thing everybody does where they are, you know, pulling their hair out over what do I do with my life. Um, (laughs) And Power Rangers had just dropped everything on Netflix pretty recently. So I was watching all of it um, sort of nostalgically. Uh, and, and tweeting about it and then realized like, oh my gosh, like I'm not the only like 23 year old out there watching Power Rangers, um, and sort of being nostalgic about it. Um, and so that kind of convinced me to watch beyond what I had watched previously. So, um, this would have been when like around when Samurai was on and Megaforce was 
coming up that I was watching everything I hadn't seen before. So the first Mm -hmm. season live back for me was Megaforce, which I know people groan at, but at the time was a really exciting season to be jumping back in for based on it being treated Mm -hmm. like an anniversary and having really nostalgic vibes. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty exciting time to to jump in and, and realize that like there were other people to watch and talk about the show with. That is yeah. that is fascinating. That is interesting because yeah, I was saying no, but I get that though because like I still remember watching the first episode of Megaforce and like the the way it felt and the hope from that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. Like because it definitely like I, I like to joke that Megaforce the first episode has such a different vibe from the rest of the season, <laughs> and probably because they just redid Day of the Dumpster, I guess. But yeah, no, that's, sure. that, that makes sure. sense. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's interesting because, like, you you mentioned, like, um, you know, most people's like coming back to the brand was Dino Thunder. Mm-hmm. I actually, I I came in back on Ninja Storm was the thing that kind of lured oh, me back. Oh, nice. Because nice. I was I was like, why are there only three? Oh, yeah. they're teenagers again. And I was like sixteen, and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I found Dustin very attractive and was like, I could maybe check out a couple episodes. Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting like how we all get kind of lured back. Um, I mean, there are people I, I will say like uh, like Derek that we've had on, and like Kevin, you've mentioned before that you never really fell off. You just kind of like still kind of checked in. Y'all y- y'all were still connected throughout. I think it's kind yeah. Of like both you and Derek talk about it. It's like you weren't maybe like collecting the toys, but you were still kind of aware and a fan of the brand regardless throughout the whole show oh i was saying yeah like neo saban era was a bit of a touch and go for me but yeah yeah but uh you you were like kind of more uh, you you didn't have that big dropping point so it's always curious to be like how we come to the brand how we either ebb and flow it's just really mm-hmm. interesting <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah but to continue the line of questions doug sure uh what's uh favorite season um, there are a few that come to mind because I'm bad at picking an all-time favorite. I love yeah. Lost Galaxy so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is one that I was not expecting to like and I'm kind of obsessed with because it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun mm-hmm. to make theories about. If I wrote fic, I would have a whole you know, majority market of the, the fic uh, <laughs> shelf <laughs> for that season. Um, I also love Mystic Force, and I will forever nice. be a hipster about it. When I was getting back into Power Rangers, it wasn't cool to like Mystic Force. Everybody's shat on that season. Um, and I remember knowing mm. that going in and being like, why don't people like this? It's magic and capes and camp. Like, um, So that's one that's always uh, a favorite of mine. Uh, Dino Charge was very exciting. That was kind yeah. of what I think I thought I was getting into when I started with Megaforce. Dino Charge felt like that. Plus, it was what was on uh, mm-hmm. when I went to PMC. Uh, so those those are a few that stand out for me. Kind of across yeah. eras. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a smattering of all of them. Like, Lost Galaxy absolutely makes sense, Doug. Knowing... <laughs> also, like, you and Derek kind of together are both big fans of it, so that completely tracks of why you all both yeah. love that. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that you when you came in that Mystic Force was it light because I, I feel like at that time I would have been a person that's like no it's really great I love it and I, maybe I was Look, an outlier. <laughs> it was probably just the games yeah. right like yeah. we got it and everyone else didn't. Um, yeah, and the prevailing voice wasn't us right. Yeah, so until until the gays were willing to go up for Mystic Force um, and all the drag that is Mystic Force, you know it it, <laughs> it wasn't getting a spotlight. Uh, it's wild. I and mean, then, yeah. Well, I, yeah. And then, of course, like, Dino Charge. I, I think I love it as well. It's it's one of my yeah. favorite seasons as well. It's just so, yeah. so good. It's got such a huge cast and just, um, I'd say, it's despite fun. Super Dino Charge trying to, its best to tank it, I think Dino yeah. Charge still outshines <laughs> it's, even mm-hmm. that. As, as wild as some people might find this although i don't think it would be the wildest take dino charge is the cast i would be happiest to see come back constantly yeah if they were getting a five-year special every you know every five years i would be thrilled i just think they're so fun and i think there's Mm -hmm. so much they can do with that team and that group uh that that is the series that could have kept making seasons beyond its source material for sure yeah, I think when we talked about Cosmic Fury originally, I was like, that's a season that I think could have gotten one because you could have easily mm-hmm. taken Super Dino Charge and split that into two and like yep. sh- 
stretched out the like Aqua Ranger stuff, stretched out the uh, Silver Ranger stuff into their own seasons, mm-hmm. and they've been complete meals unto themselves. And they oh, yeah. continued on past that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So totally agree about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite Ranger or one of your favorite Rangers, if you can think of a couple. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, originally, like, if I'm, if, you know, as somebody who's day one, like, across eras again, like, I think Billy was my first favorite until Tommy came along, and then Adam came along, um, <laughs> and Tanya came along, right? Like, so, nice. um, those are, those, that's kind of, like, my line of first, first favorites, um, but I love, I mean, we have, I know we're going to be talking about it, but I love the Hyperforce Rangers. It is my favorite team. I love all of them. Jack, Chloe, Vesper. Eddie, massive standouts. I love the brothers, of course, but they they cross over into other <laughs> other stuff. So just getting these like really unique, uh, cool characters that got to flesh themselves out in a way that no other series got to do. Uh, yeah. That's always gonna be mm-hmm. that's always gonna be a favorite for me until they get the chance to do something similar to that. And I don't know that they ever will. So yeah, it'll stay special. Yeah, that I think with the Hyperforce Rangers, that's that's such a unique case that they got and like where the brand was at the time and what they were able yeah. to do just mm-hmm. it's so crazy and yeah all of those characters i think are wonderful i love all of yeah. them as well uh and i'm sure I, someone I, out there is like wow some mmpr stuff and some comics non-canon stuff i have deep polls i just don't care get over it <laughs> yeah i mean like, i watched we, it all too <laughs> And if we like wanted to, we could go season by season and be like, "Well, this one's my favorite." Like that that list is huge. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want Sophie, to do it, she's not a ranger, but there's your deep <laughs> pull. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> wow. Um. So, staying along the line of kind of favorite characters, do you have favorite villains that you'd love to highlight or shout out? I I don't think I necessarily do. Like, I'm I am not super in it for the villains i don't think like the villains unless they really do something remarkable as a whole don't hit mm-hmm. me very hard so i mean they're mm. big like i like like i like rangers that go through an evil arc because i feel connected to those characters already so i like a trent i like a tommy i like a cat things like that um i love a vesper um <laughs> but the villains themselves usually aren't aren't like a huge huge thing for me it's not power rangers but i can think of an example of uh, a time when the villains really did work for me, and that was Tokuger. Um, that yeah. just felt like unique to me. So unless they're doing mm. something really sort of special and unique, the villains aren't super, super resonant with me. Uh, that that's that, that's understandable. Also, Tokuger villains are so good, and yeah. the evidence of that is the fact that Power Rangers keeps suck. using them. <laughs> <laughs> Power Rangers gutted them out of the series they were in, mm-hmm. and is yeah. using them in other things, and they're so yeah. good. <laughs> I know. I remember, like, I remember iconic MMPR and early era villains, um, just because those are the ones that that have lasting power. But I'm almost never remembering like who the. I love Monster of the Week structures, um, yeah. mm-hmm. but I I frequently don't remember the actual monsters. As weird as that is. Yeah, no, 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 completely understand that, yeah. And I mean, typically the ones I think we tend to hover around as far as villains, I mean, are like Astronomer. I think there are like bigger ones that stand out in like the Disney seasons are going to be like Lothor, Mesagog. But there yeah, are yeah. definitely some seasons where it's just like, you're a generic bad guy that wants to take over the world. They're going to blow you up at the end. Come on, let's yeah. go. Keep, yeah. keep it going, any keep answer- it going. <laughs> right, any answer I would have would be like the big bads or their generals, you know, nothing yeah. that's necessarily mm-hmm. uh, like a sexy answer. Yeah, no, definitely. No <laughs> Although I do love Rancic if we're talking about sexy answers. Yeah, I mean, hmm. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he is his top tier for sure. <laughs> Uh, even with his bone swords, which I'm just like, uh, every time. <laughs> it's like, oh, Still, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, moving right along, then, uh, what what piece of Power Rangers media has you <clears throat> most excited as of late? And oh, I think I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it very much is what we're going to be talking about. I mean, Hyperforce was the most exciting mm-hmm. thing for me that Power Rangers uh, did in a long time. And I think maybe has ever done with the comics kind of being right there alongside it. I think the comics yeah. and Hyperforce to me represent how Power Rangers can like continue to tell innovative stories. Um, and I mm-hmm. think they've yeah. both proved that. 
so yeah. the fact that Hyperforce gets to have a full... I mean, I'm sitting here holding an issue of Power Rangers, you know, comic books that is just about Hyperforce. Not just them on the cover, not just them making an appearance, but, like, the story is about them. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, without getting into it, don't think this is the last time I'm going to see them. So... Um, mm. <laughs> I, I think that is very exciting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that I knew. I knew the answer when I asked. It. <laughs> I was like, I, I know where we're going. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so pumped about it. Uh, we'll def- we'll get to discuss that very shortly. For those that are interested in our thoughts, we'll get to discuss that in a mm-hmm. little bit. But uh, one last question, Doug. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite piece of Ranger merchandise you've ever owned? Mm. Oh wow. Um, I, that's hard because I'm not much of a collector. I did the the that helmet set, that helmet DVD set, that collector's DVD set yeah. was given to me as a gift, and that is like easily one of the coolest gifts I've ever received. Oh um, wow! So I think people have sort of softened on that collection just as media has moved forward but i think yeah given what the state of digital media is right now i'm one very yeah. happy to have it and two like it's it's also kind of sentimental so that's probably my favorite thing i own also when i was a kid all i wanted was a saba uh, but my parents were not like excited to be getting me power ranger stuff because it meant i would like kick lamps so <laughs> I never got any of like the weapons or like the cool toys, but a friend of mine had it and I was so jealous. So when they came out with mm-hmm. the uh, legacy, legacy collection, was it legacy? Yes. Um, yes, it was legacy. Saba. Immediately I was like, I need this. Um, and actually yeah. I think my, I think my victory road co-host, if I'm remembering correctly, was the one who actually like found one and secured me one to make sure that like I had one. Oh, so, um, that's awesome. So that is very special to me as well. Oh, those are great answers, Doug. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Those are both really good. That's awesome. <laughs> I would probably pick something so not like as sentimental as you did. Those are so sweet. Oh. I also I have the you know how uh, I think it's Regal gives away like collectors tickets, the little like tag board tickets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I have one of yeah. those from uh, from the 2017 Power Rangers movie. That's like not anything, but uh-huh. since I don't have like a big collection, I'm like glad I got one of those. That's that's not nothing. I can tell you, as two people who love that movie, <laughs> you were talking yeah. to. That's not nothing to us. That's amazing. That's awesome. Because yeah. uh, I just have, I just have my memories of getting to go see it, and then the Blu-ray I got. Well, yeah. I, there's other things I can talk about, but yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of all the questions I had. I, I. I love getting to hear what what brings people to Power Rangers and what they love about yeah. it. Like, <laughs> um, I, I again, like I said, Doug, I loved all your answers. I think they all like make sense and like it's really <laughs> cool getting to hear what you love about this. Yeah, uh, but, thank you. And of course, I'm going to be thinking of like ways I could have answered these questions for like weeks. So yeah. <laughs> feel free to keep throwing them at me on Twitter. I'll probably have new answers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing I always say too. Like, especially to like favorite ranger comments, it's like, look, that's a moving target at all times. Like, I know today, today I may I say so and so. I didn't mention Ari. I didn't mention like. There's so many yeah. I'm thinking of. Like, how did I not mention Kelsey? How did I not mention Daggeron? How did you know? So <laughs> I, it, it could happen yes. forever. Udana, yeah. how dare I not mention her? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, a queen, a queen. Yes, <laughs> um, but. Uh, so we'll move along kind of into the podcast topics at this time. The first is kind of an update for everyone who, if you've been in Power Ranger fandom on Twitter, uh, you've definitely seen conversations, uh, scuttlebutt, as Race Chaser would call it. Uh, just a lot of... Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> I'll be your soundboard. <laughs> Sounds good. There Thank we you. go. <laughs> uh, there has been a lot of like arguing back and forth about this. Uh, essentially... It has been confirmed, though no official word has come from Hasbro, by Hasbro employees. It's been confirmed the Lightning Collection is on pause for the foreseeable future. Um, since there is not currently any new Power Rangers media going out, there is just not a reason to be producing toys at this time. We will not go into all of the like drama around this, around how people are claiming the brand's dying, yada, 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 yada. This is nothing new. Uh, but for the foreseeable <laughs> future, Power Rangers Lightning Collection will be on hold, though 
we have been told by this person who said this that they will return at some point. With that said, we do have lightning collection news that we need to discuss. Uh, there is an Omega Ranger four pack that has been like been revealed. People have found Ooh. images of the box and the figures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have that to look forward. And the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers remastered Black Ranger is now available for pre-order. And it debuted first at uh, San Diego Comic-Con at the Entertainment Earth booth. And we've seen people who have taken pictures of them being able to get a physical one in hand. Yeah. So there are things still to come. Um, the waves that have been announced will still be released. Um, but after that, there will be a pause in the brand for a little bit. Um, yeah. Any thoughts, you guys, on, like, the pause? Um, how do you feel about that? Um, or, like, the Omega Ranger figures? Any thoughts on this? <laughs> I am... I, I have, like, one Lightning Collection figure, I think, total. But yeah. um, I am excited to hear about the Omega Rangers uh, because the stuff... I, I've, I've said for a while that even though I don't collect that line, like... There are certain rangers I will make a point to try to get if they ever make them. Hyperforce is one of those for sure. Omega oh, rangers yeah. or really any sort of like comic exclusive. So like solar rangers I would make the same sort of case for. So I'm excited mm-hmm. that something from my list of probably not going to happen. But if it ever happens, I'll go hard for it. You know, uh, yeah. I'm glad that some of that stuff is 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 actually happening. So I, Omega rangers was very exciting to me. Yeah, no. And uh- and the set looks really good too. Like it's a four pack set, so it's Jason, Zach, Trini, and Kia. Um, each of them come with their weapons and a change of hands uh, and effects for those weapons. So it looks like it's going to be a really fun set. I think it's going to be really, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, you got me, yeah. Lightning Collection. You got me. <laughs> yeah, and they um, they also the box art for it. They got Daniele, the artist who uh, helped create the Omega Rangers. He got them to draw the actual box art for it so it's yes it's a really nice looking set uh i think you know if this is one of the last few figures we get for the lightning collection for now uh, these are not bad ones to go off on (laughs) yeah Yeah, we get a hammer and a trident you know how could you be mad exactly and like i I love zach's omega (laughs) like wind sides i love those Those are so Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) yeah I definitely think that, like, the posing people are going to do with this is going to be absolutely insane. And, like, and it's also just fun seeing, like, because the Omegas are really, like, the first, like, prominent original team that we've gotten Mm -hmm. in recent years. So I I think it's kind of fun to see that, too, especially for some people that are naysayers of the Omegas. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are cool. Yeah, they're really, they're nice looking. And I just, you know, um for all the complaining and all the whining about the fact that like oh they didn't do x but they did y i think we've like in the time the lightning collection has been doing we've gotten so many figures we've gotten so many more than like bandai did with the legacy collection uh, we got so many deep pulls in addition to like fan favorites <laughs> um yeah and, like even rangers that i think wouldn't have gotten shine any other time managed to get because we got full teams for like spd lost galaxy dino charge we got the core team we got a lot of rangers out of this um first Mm -hmm. round so i'm excited like you know if they take a break you know who knows what it'll come back like but i'm excited to see what they'll do when they do eventually come back and how they'll kind of start the line again you know if 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 we get repeats or if we will start diving into just like hey here's jen we know you wanted her hey here's the quantum ranger (laughs) Uh, or pulling out others from across the brand um so it'll be curious to see what this becomes you know in two years what we're saying about it and i'll say i think what's gonna be fun too is, is like if we see like them reuse molds because i'm already envisioning like a death ranger set where it's like the death ranger figure and then like it's multiple helmets that are made to look like him yeah i could see that yeah that'd be a lot of fun that'd be cool but... yeah uh i mean my, my my biggest bummer about it going on pause right now is it means we're not going to get cosmic fury once <laughs> and that's my yeah. only sad yeah. as that like is... That's the thing that is interesting to me because, like, I I am not surprised that they would take a break merchandising a show that is currently sort of like, well, we're not sure when the next thing after Cosmic Fury will happen. From their as frustrating as it is for someone who might be collecting these, like, I get it from their perspective, right? Like, yeah. we don't have anything on the air supporting this line. Um, yeah. But Cosmic Fury does still exist, so my hope is that we ju- that's just tighter lipped than we are realizing. Um, cause th- that would be mm-hmm. on my list of things that I would, I would go up for. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and it, it's, you know, 
as much as people have like been hounding them like there was all the cosmic fury merch that's been released there's like the morpher there's the sword set there's the like role-playing set that i don't think anyone knew was coming necessarily like so yeah it, if they got those three by i wouldn't be surprised if we get something else that's cosmic fury related um and i know there are i think the people who leak these kind of things, there are still a couple that they're not sure what they are or when sure. they're coming. So we could, we could in theory see something before we bow out. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I will be intrigued to see, um, you know, I'm not going to cry over the fact that they're not going to be pumping me for money every six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is, a, this is a good chance for people to also catch up. Like it, because the figures will start going on clearance too, I'm assuming. So that's what I'm waiting for is like the inevitable deals. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So I, I'm less like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to doomsay this. I'm excited. You know, we're going to get these Omega Rangers. We'll see the brand out. We'll get the rest of the re- remastered figures. And, you know, we'll see what happens going yeah. forward. And if they don't, we'll all live. None of my favorite yeah. Rangers have been made. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. There's no Solaris Ranger. <laughs> or Solaris <laughs> Knight, rather. You know? Yeah. God. No and Solar like, Rangers. <laughs> well, they didn't do, like, any of the extra Dino Charge Rangers. Or, like, mm-hmm. we didn't get Super Mega Force. Like, yeah, we can... Like, people are, like, constantly complaining about, well, we didn't get so-and-so. And it's like, yeah, we didn't get a lot of people. But the ones we yeah. did a lot get, of Rangers. Like, yeah. <laughs> we didn't We didn't get Mrs. Appleby. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> well, that we should be rioting about. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> damn it we needed her and like wild we never got a bulk and skull in this time because i was for sure they were gonna get a figure at some point because yeah feel that like, one does uh, legitimately surprise me more honestly than any other rangers yeah yeah because like uh, jason narvi and paul schreier i think deserve it <laughs> they deserve to have a little <laughs> yeah. figure of themselves <laughs> yeah yeah for uh, sure but I, I'm I'm positive those will come sooner or later. When it comes back, we'll see what the new version of it is. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, Kevin and I discussed this just before we move on. One of the things we were like, well, maybe what they'll end up doing is if they bring it back, the civilian heads won't be in it. As much mm. as people, as much as that was, like, one of the initial draws, it's also been the thing that people complain about the most. It's like, oh, it doesn't look like the actor. Oh, it's a yeah. terrible sculpt. Yada, yada, yada. I yeah. bet they remove that wholly, and it's just we get, like, ranger and basic accessories. If they Honestly, it, yeah. That's fine by me. I mean, no one needs yeah. to hear it from me, but like if all they ever hear about is how much people hate the civilian heads, why would they keep making them? Like I know people want them. Yeah. But yeah. that's all I ever hear about is how they don't look like people. So Yeah. It, it, <laughs> if you're yeah, not using that... them anyway, we won't make them. <laughs> I, I mean, look, that I, I know I that's your Kevin fan blame, I guess. Someone can call me out on that, but <laughs> Yeah. I I don't use them, honestly. Yeah. Me and Kevin are on record multiple times on this podcast being like, well, we don't use them. We don't care. Like, they yeah. go in the box, in the closet. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would be fine. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a thing that happens in like this. They retool, like, hey, you know, maybe not as many like complicated designs get put out and like yeah. we get more like standard, like we get a certain wave of Rangers. Like, I, I'm sure we'll see changes, but I'll be curious, like I said, when this comes back, what it'll be like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, but we'll see in two years. I'm sure we'll have all new things to complain about or see people uh, flame on on whatever new social media exists. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, with that, we'll move on to our last topic, which is Power Rangers Unlimited Hyperforce number (gasps) one. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it was written by Melissa Flores and Mega Camarena, illustrated by Federico Sabatini, colored by Brian Linza, and lettered by Ed Dukeshire. And the description for this one, uh, hang in guys, this one's three paragraphs long. Wow. <laughs> Celebrate the Rangers' 30th anniversary as prolific Power Rangers storyteller Melissa Flores, an acclaimed writer, media personality, and voice of the Hyperforce Pink Ranger in the Hyperforce RPG, Mega Camarina bring the fan favorite Hyperforce Rangers from the screen to the page for their first <clears throat> dedicated full-length story since their more phenomenal first season. Mistress Vile, formerly known as Rita and Dark Spectre, have invaded the Morphin Grid, but it will take far more than just the mighty Morphin and Omega Rangers to stop them. 
As the dark contagion spreads and puts the rangers in their most vulnerable state yet, the Hyperforce rangers will have to scour the multiverse for as many unexpected allies as they can while they're pushed to their limits. Um, the preview description are always a little, uh, <laughs> off is the way I'll say. That's part of the story, but that's like, I would say the last two pages of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is way more a wrap up to Hyperforce by and large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense to me. And I think yeah. outside of maybe official descriptions like those, that's the impression I was getting from how Melissa and Megan, who were yeah. heavily involved as that description clarifies like in the original hyperforce product like melissa is it's like the sort of like big force and megan was one of the rangers so they were kind of always talking about like hey hyperforce fans we know we didn't get a second season like you want to pay attention to this issue yeah 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 and, and, and i think in that regard it succeeds really well um mm-hmm. and if we want to start there and discussing it i think the way they craft this i think of the unlimited, it's one of the best under at understanding its page count and using it as best as they can. Oh, yeah. it, it does a really great job in terms of just like knowing where to focus and then like you know when it needs to yada 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 something it does it. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, not to like hit plot point specific, but I mean when uh, when Chloe has her event- like eventual kind of double cross, it's done really quickly in two panels, and then we're on to the next thing. You know, um, yeah while we get to see like jack vesper and eddie where they all were uh we don't really see marv and joe they just kind of get brought in <laughs> uh, so in that regard like yeah it, it, it understands that we have like oh we'll say 30 pages and we've got to like book yeah. it through um even with that said i think you know melissa and megan did a really great job of understanding the emotional aspects of the characters mm-hmm. um, and this is very chloe focused because she kind of is yes. like our window in uh, which makes sense. Megan's helping write. <laughs> um, but even still, I think we get really great windows into like, how does Jack view Chloe? How does Jack feel about everything? How does mm-hmm. Vesper feel? Why is Vesper reacting the way they are? Um, you know, as we add each character, I think we get where they all are and what they were doing. Um, but I do want to ask, like, where did, what did y'all think of kind of their explanation for what happened to the team after the end of season one of Hyperforce? What did you guys think of that? I mean, I'll go on record by saying that I've not seen all of Hyperforce. Um, Leave the podcast. Never return. <laughs> it's a big so, commitment. The, yeah, it, it is. It that, is. That's it why. Is. That's partly why. Show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've read descriptions and stuff like that. So I know like a basic like. Yeah. So I like I knew when certain characters appeared in this issue, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense because that happened. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things that was really interesting for me was that as I was reading this, I was like, this actually is, as someone that has played tabletop RPGs, like, this is actually, it feels like someone took a tabletop RPG session and, like, adapted it into a comic book. So they did a really good job, I think, of, like, capturing how chaotic those can be sometimes. <laughs> um, I, I have no experience with that, obviously. But, like, I think the way they recapped <laughs> it, like, it, it felt very much like gm trying to like improv and like change up what they <laughs> plan whenever the players do something completely off base that they didn't expect again i have no experience of that whatsoever um i feel very targeted for some reason in this conversation <laughs> uh-huh yeah mr shoot first ask questions later um uh- <laughs> I, and like it felt very much like whenever they were like oh yeah uh here's uh here's joe and marv i was like this is like a GM, like, cause I've had to play that card before where I'm like, oh yeah, here they are. It's right here. Well, I, I mean, I, I do think like when, um, Megan and Melissa have talked about getting interviewed, uh, mm-hmm. Melissa was on record as saying one of the favorite characters to write was Vesper and getting to tap into like Christina V's like chaotic energy as Vesper. Yeah. And I mean, when you find out where she is, which is helping Santa, it's like, oh yeah, no, this feels like something christina would have said as vesper she's like well about santa <laughs> and the gm being like i'm sorry i think you mean uh helping dan moore is extremely hot santa okay <laughs> yeah yes can we talk about that real quick they chose the right design when they were like we're gonna put santa in here and it's like well, we've got this really nice design over here let's use that <laughs> yeah dan I mean... moore really said he's gonna be the hottest santa you've ever seen and i said you're right <laughs> 
to be fair, all of Dan's characters are hot. Like, Dan does not draw. Dan does not draw an unattractive character, even when he's drawing someone who's meant to be. It's like, wow, this person's attractive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. It, it that was for me one of my favorite moments too. When I was reading the comics, like, oh, that's a great touch that they added oh, yes. that in. Um, oh yes. <laughs> I also loved uh, when they go and get Eddie. Just the ridiculousness of just like Vesper being like, "Well, I'm gonna barge in and stop the wedding." Like, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> like, <Right. that's> your... <laughs> Again, it's very well, and- like coded for a tabletop RPG like player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and talking about like tabletop RPGs, like one obviously this was born out of one, right? Like this yes, was born right. from the Hyperforce show, which is tabletop playing. Um, but it's also like one of the things I really appreciate about this issue is you would mm-hmm. probably be a little lost if you weren't familiar with Hyperforce, but it does its best effort at trying to yeah. be a session one of like, okay, we can't just pick up with the team altogether because the team would pick up as if, you know, yeah. this were a direct seconds later sequel. So we yeah. almost have to do the thing where it's like, let's get the party together like you might in a session one, right? And yeah. they tackle yeah. that typically one or two players at a time, which I think was really clever. It's mm-hmm. a little bit... Th- this issue had such a challenge of being readable to both unfamiliar people with, like, people who are unfamiliar with Hyperforce and people who are very familiar with Hyperforce. So it was always going to kind of have a little bit of, like... A wobble here and there but i think they kind of picked the right tactic for for tackling this yeah i i would agree with that i agree and i think the tone is also helps that because yeah. you have like with Cl- how chloe recaps it and there's that great line where the people are like is she <laughs> talking to us and she's like yeah be quiet i'm, I'm filling you in <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. it, it it's the most like Chloe way, like you know. I think having Megan there was probably what helped. That is like it was done so perfectly in that character's voice of like this is how she would explain it. This is how she would break it down to everyone. Um, and just I, again, I think they they captured all these characters so well. Yeah, um, and I think they picked the perfect ones to come back and kind of interact. I think you know having Chloe and Jack be the one to reach out to her. Um, yeah. having oh, yeah. them have to go after Vesper and Eddie is great. Um, and then the brothers show up. We love them. But, you know, they get there eventually. They're both on yeah. TV. They don't need to be featured. And I know they're separate characters, but, you know, <laughs> they yeah. they had their I mean, whole series. <laughs> yeah, they, they had their moment. Yeah. Uh, I Did we love the fact that Chloe got multiple digs about Marvin in this issue? (laughs) It was notable. That is for sure. (laughs) That was Um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever they're like. He went after Joe. She's like, well, that makes sense. And then the, what do you call, what do you call a Red Ranger without a Battleizer? <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you talk about the tone, Joel. And I think like, what's interesting is if folks haven't watched the show, I will say like Hyperforce the comic, if they were to make more than one issue of that team, it would be even more tonally different than this one issue that's meant to fit in with other stuff going on in a universe with an established tone the tone of hyperforce one of the things i like about it is that it is so different than any other power rangers series closest Mm -hmm. being maybe to something like ninja storm or rpm that is a bit more self-aware than most other uh seasons end up being so it would get even like wackier and quippier in a way that i like um, so it was fun to see those little things. I mean, those players at the table spent three hours at a time with each other. They were making those digs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then we had like Peter Sudarso getting excited every time there was like an obscure reference that he got. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, God, I can only imagine if like this comic were to, like if we were to get a Hyperforce ongoing, just how I, how crazy it could get. Because I mean, yeah. if you list out just the places the Hyperforce team went in the show, they went to camelot they went to santa's workshop yeah they went to rpm the shattered grid like timeline they went all over the place just like how crazy you could truly go yeah Um, i've always sort of to myself described hyperforce as an action comedy like to me like that's that's what it is you know it's a teen titans (laughs) type property where it's just as funny as it is like cool Mm -hmm. you know yeah that makes sense the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about how funny it is is just Vesper waking up in Alpha 55's body. So good. The nap. <laughs> the nap. 
The fact oh. that the, the Hyperforce series has like multiple the single word moments that like mean yes. something to people who've watched, but are just like nothing nonsense words. Like, yeah, that's how, you know, there's like a dedicated fan base out there, you know? Yeah. Like, scream the nap at somebody and they're like, I know. <laughs> I and The thing I did, I liked about this character, like this issue too, is I think it did a great job of pushing all of the characters a little forward. Um, especially, mm-hmm. you know, Chloe specifically, obviously, because she has the, like, the end of the season had, or the end of the series had the biggest ramica- ramifications yeah. for her character. Um, so it's been really, it was interesting to get into her head and get to see where she's at and how things are constantly, like, changing for her. Um, you know, she she tries to work with her father to try to get his trust. At the same time, she's still loyal to her team, even though she's acting like she's not. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of, I think, great shifting moments in this um, I do want to talk about the design that they chose for the father because did it seem to you guys like he was in a ranger suit whenever they showed like his little armor that he's wearing? I was like, kind of. Well, that looks like, that looks like a hype. That looks like a time force outfit a little bit. I was waiting for them to reveal he's like an evil ranger. Um, yeah, but, I mean, uh, he he does have like he he has a base suit and then he sort of has a half transformation mm-hmm. you know into like a more yeah. monstrous form his like regular yeah. suit looks like yeah it is maybe some sort of spin off or like yeah um spin off's not the right word but like a bastardization of a time force uniform you know yeah um and then his huh. half transformed form he basically ends up with like a chest shield uh, that we're really used to seeing in like toku suits so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know if that's just like a product of this show's setting being, you know, the year 3000, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and everybody just wears like ranger uniforms or something. But yeah, I mean, it yeah. is notable. Even the, even the soldiers at the beginning have uh, very clearly inspired by the hyper force armor suits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it just, it was, it was an interesting design to us. I was like, well, that's cool looking. Um, and obviously the big thing with this issue is that it is tying into the Darkest Hour event, which is going to begin in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers coming soon. Um, yes. The tail end of this yeah. book is getting us to that point. You're going to um, need to help me here because I haven't... So every <laughs> Unlimited is an, is an issue one, right? So yes. are yes. they all like... So is this analogous to like the Edge of Spider-Verse comics where they're all single issues that sort of like inform a larger event? Yes. Or like yeah. provide context or like satellite sort of stories to a bigger thing happening. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by and large, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, like the first one was the astronomy issue, right? Which was yeah. like synced up with when she showed up in the actual main book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got like a Phantom Ranger one shot, which like gives Rita backstory as well. That yeah. is actually pretty important to this current story like yeah, yeah all of the unlimiteds are just one shots that are kind of meant to be glimpses into like backstory that like isn't gonna take uh page count in the main book yeah sure yeah i think a good analogy for that would be uh similar to ninja turtles uh and the micro series that they do like where they have individual issues dedicated to uh specific characters that yeah they they give you the backstory but then also like they have seeds that plant for the future of the story gotcha but, nice yeah, and they're and they're all I would say by and large pretty great. There's been a couple that are like, mm, okay, we did this thing, but um, along with this one, there was the coinless one that literally got released last month, which is mm-hmm. also tying into the Darkest Hour event. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting that they've now had two that sink into one main event because typically it's like, oh hey, it lines up with a certain number of issues, but that's about it. Um, yeah. It's been re- it's really been really interesting with these two, but uh, so the end of this book obviously sets us up. Uh, we get it to be continued. Um, have you kept up, Doug, with like all the Mistress Vile stuff, or is that all kind of like? No, I'm not caught up. So like, I my my expectations are reasonable. I imagine you know a to be continued at the end of this this issue just means that Hyperforce Rangers might appear in a crowd at some point. Um, um you know, I think they're going to end up in more than a crowd. Uh, oh, we, hell yes. Uh, we've seen, so we've not gotten full covers, but um, one of the main cover artists teased a cover issue where it had the White Ranger, and very prominently in the background was Hyperforce Green. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, 
Nice. So the understanding of this event that's going to be happening, it's going to be a 12-issue event. So mm-hmm. it's going to take over 12 issues of the main series. Um, Rita is going, or Mistress Vile, as she calls herself now, <laughs> uh, gains access to the Morphing Grid along with Dark Spectre. And it causes everything to get shattered. And our understanding is the Rangers are going to get scattered and jumbled and, like, Different people are going to get paired together across this event. Yes, this sounds um, like everything I like. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it's, liked it, uh, Beyond the Grid, which was another jumbling and shuffling, you know, situation. Um, I thought that was fun, yeah. um, and I love Hyperforce. So, what more mm-hmm. could I ask for? I mean, this is sort of best case scenario for Hyperforce fans when Melissa became the writer because yes. she has a particular interest. Uh, in this team and in this story so you know when she became writer like i crossed my fingers all day long that meant we would just get more appearances but if the, if you know if it's more even than just appearances like that's exciting honestly yeah and this is also like an exciting time because this is a story arc that ryan uh parrot the last writer for the series like he kind of started planting the seeds for and then passed it on um because this has been like gosh this story has been like developing for what two years now Three? Yeah, in the background, like we've had Dark Spectre on the board for yeah. a minute, and um, when Melissa came in, um, she's talked about this in interviews. It was originally a much smaller story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to tell, and then like in discussing it with like Boom, they were like, "Well, go big, go bigger." Yeah. And Melissa's <laughs> like, uh, "Okay." Yeah. Um, and this is like in, in interviews, she's talked about you know. Um, like the big thing, Doug, if you want to pick up at 101, you probably could and be fine because that's where Mistress Vile yeah. kind of comes in. Yeah. Um, this is Rita dealing with daddy issues in a terrible way, is the way that <laughs> Melissa has explained it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's also, she's talked about how she is trying to pull threads um, from across the entire comic series, mm-hmm. pulling everything mm-hmm. she loves about the show that she worked on and just weaving it together in the best way she can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think she's been doing a really great job. Um, it's had it. I'd be curious how it reads in a trade because it's been interesting as us reading it month to month. It kind of ebbs and flows, but she's doing really cool things. She's pushing characters forward in really interesting directions. Yeah. Um, uh, and she's even done a kind of mini uh, evil Green Ranger arc with Matt as Green Ranger. Just yeah. As a tease. <laughs> so but the, it's been really interesting. But um this issue ends obviously with we getting to see another version of uh, Mr. or another aspect of Mistress Vile's plan mm-hmm. um, in that she's recruited the Death Ranger who <laughs> was not taken off the board as of last uh, arc as of Ryan's final arc. Yeah, uh, was still out there. Um, so it's interesting that she's pulled them in and we get to see where she's kind of taking others off the board so she doesn't have to worry about them. Uh, what did we think of the cameo of the Wild Force team at the end of this issue? <laughs> I, I have mean, a question. It... Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. The, the Death Ranger, they are... All I know about the Death Ranger is that they're non-binary. <laughs> um, um, th- they... Or whatever I don't know that they were yes. whether that's real or not I accept it. Uh, yeah, but no, they, uh, they it are. is real. They are. But uh, they the impression I get is that they're a bit of like a black Black Lantern situation. Is that fair? On the nose, yes. isn't the yeah. Black Lantern the like yes. corrupt like the one that corrupts heroes into being sort of like bad versions of themselves? It, it's it's Black Lantern meets like Hive Mind. Um, Ooh, okay. Essentially, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. Essentially, anyone who wears the Morpher, because like the the Death Ranger can take over them. Yeah, um, and from there, he can then anyone he takes out, he can now control. Nice. Which Hyperforce Ranger is most likely to to <laughs> to be taken? Vesper. <laughs> Uh, no, well, I'm looking at Jack. I'm looking at Jack. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Vesper yeah. makes sense because, you know, iconic storyline. Um, but, but they've also, also done she it. Be? She's a robot. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know how that works. Oh, that's but, true. Um, yeah. Maybe the whole team. I, I think you. <laughs> a reversal. You, it, it, you either take Marv or you take Jack off the board. Yeah. Because Marv bring, makes Joe have to have a storyline. Jack is the heart of the team in a weird kind of way. You yeah. get him and 
that causes drama. Um, I did like, you know, we had already gotten kind of teased that something, the Death Ranger was coming with the Wild Force Rangers somehow. Yeah. Um, so we kind of knew going into this issue, at least Kevin and I uh, did, because we'd write a preview. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing I was most shocked about is that we got Taylor actually there at the end of the issue. Um, yeah. And I remarked to Kevin, I was like, oh, it absolutely makes sense that Taylor's the last one standing. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. Her busted open helmet. Oh yeah, the shattered helmet is. Mwah. It's a good touch. Yeah, I think I think the thing for me that shocked me the most too is like we knew they were coming, but we didn't know how. So it's my thing is like obviously the comics have broken from the main canon for a while now. So like it's like got me wondering like have the Wild Force Rangers been operating this whole time? Have you know we been? Do we have like another shattered grid situation where you know the time the seasons have all become like pocket dimensions again? Like. I'm curious to see what what is going on. I I they've definitely hand waved the idea that the morphing grid is connected to all times yeah. at the same time, kind of thing. Yeah. So you can, in theory, like use that as a plot device to be like, well, the morphing grid yanked them. <laughs> like, it, I'm I, there are people who are definitely going to be sitting there. Uh, there are accounts that love to sit there and be like, well, is it canon? How does the canon line up? I'm like, everything's canon. Yes, everything's canon. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm less bothered by that. I, but if Melissa wanted to plant her flag and be like, "Yeah, no, they're happening at the same time," I'd be like, "I'm fine with that." Yeah. Like, I don't think it breaks anything. You, you see, kids, whenever something weird happens, a Morphin Master did it. Specifically, the go. green one. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, the green one. <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's my go-to every single time. Like I've said that. God knows how many times, and then it ended up being we, right. We made that joke. We made that joke at the beginning of Dino Fury, and we're correct. Yeah. That is the funniest thing I've ever had. It was so good. Um, but yeah, I really liked. I liked the fact that they were like, "Well, we're gonna go get a team that'll help us," and then they show up, and everything's already wrecked. Um, that yeah. feels correct. Awesome. <laughs> it does. Like that. Well, that's that's well, hyperforce, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like a perfect like. It's the perfect way, like, when you're ending a session on a cliffhanger, which, again, I know nothing about. Um, yeah, you've definitely never done that. <laughs> I think I do that every time, actually. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's how I keep the morning coming back for more. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved how this ended. Uh, I'm happy to put Taylor in the mix with all these characters, because I think that's also... Imagining her having to wrangle... Look... The Wild Force team is a bunch of idiots and Taylor having to wrangle them already. Just the idea of her in the Hyperforce crew being like... <laughs> she has a new oh. team of idiots! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. She's <laughs> traded out four ones for six new ones and she's just going to be like, idiots. oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm, exci I'm excited to see Taylor and Jack interact. I think that's going to be a really good pairing. Yeah. Oh, I, I want Taylor and Vesper to interact because I just want Taylor to be like, oh, no. What is this? <laughs> Drop me back on the Animarium. I think I'm good, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting because, like, the the sort of default would be to have Taylor be their Jen and have them play off of her similarly to the way they play off of Jen because they could do that. I'm hoping yeah. that they will sort of, like, create some new bespoke relationships between them and Taylor so it's not just like a copy of Jen. Um, yeah. That's what I'll be really curious to see, you know? Maybe, maybe, they'll, <laughs> maybe they'll teach Taylor to lighten up a little. I, you know yeah, what I want? I, if they're going to, like, mix and, like, you know, kind of scatter all the teams, I want Taylor to end up with one of the Stone Canyon trio. That'd Probably Rocky is who you give her. It's imagining her and Rocky stuck together. <laughs> and this is, like, teen, goofy Rocky. And, her, and Taylor just being like, oh, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't need another baby Red Ranger. All right, now that's the last thing I need. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would love that. Or just like, I mean, putting her and Kim together would be really interesting, especially where Kim is at in the book right now. Um, just, I think there's a lot of fun things. Or even like, it'd be fun to put Matt with Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because Matt's now gone through this evil re Green Ranger arc. He's been kind of broken in a very particular way. And just imagining like him seeing Taylor and her being like, no, you need to get up. We need to go. This mm -hmm. is not the time to fall apart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, would be really fun. I think there, yeah, I, I think Melissa's got, got a really great spread of characters, and like, 
she could ping pong them anyway, uh, pair them up however she wanted. And I think she's got like a really great volatile group to play with. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome. Cause that's kind of how shattered grid felt, right? Like you had the whole menu of power Rangers and they kind of created their team, which centered, you know, mighty Morphin, but you had your extra players that made it like a bigger, fuller team across series. Yeah. She's got an opportunity to do that. And like, who wouldn't have fun with that? You know? Right. Yeah, and especially with like the familiarity she has with the brand, with oh, the yeah. love she has for it, like she's got a unique insight into these things, so she knows kind of who she can play with and like what the best threads to pull. I think are yeah, um, yeah, and and clearly like in a similar way to how Ryan kind of approaches these, he's like very character focused. I think Melissa loves finding the like uh, emotional truth to it. Um, and yeah. I think that's, what's really helped propel this. Like, you know, the way she talks about mistress vile being it's daddy issues gone wrong. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I could very, I can very much see her looking at these and be like, okay, this is kind of the thread I want to pull with them. This is who I want to have here. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Uh, you know, we've got 12 issues to see. Um, and you know, they've been previews of the next or at San Diego Comic-Con, they had previews of the beginning of this Darkest Hours event, and we see uh, Mistress Vile gaining access to the Morphin Grid very early, so things are going to get chaotic very quickly. Yeah. Oh but uh, any other thoughts on Hyperforce you guys want to dig into before we head out? I just love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool to see them like purely as their characters, you know. Yeah. Like because because it was a role playing game, they didn't just look like their actors. Um, so it was cool to see like just purely the Hyperforce characters here. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like I love that whole team. Um, I know that Megan and Melissa have been giving lots of credit to Hyper RPG. Um, and I know yeah. that there's like mm-hmm. lots of weird like rights things that allows them or probably disallows them from being involved in any sort of way without, you know, crafting whole new contracts and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, I have I have been making sure that folks remember them and try to support them in the things they're doing, because like if you're a huge Hyperforce fan, mm-hmm. like you have Hyper RPG to thank for being the home of that and really running that and making sure it made any sort of sense. So, um, yeah, I just think. They're yeah. great, and the three writers are wonderful, and <laughs> everybody should go give them a follow if you don't already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they still definitely. do cool stuff. Yeah, go check out Malik Lim, uh, Zach Eubanks. Like they're they're great, um, and they like you said, Derek. They they're the whole reason this happened. They yeah. at the time they did this, there was no official Power Rangers RPG. They created a unique system, oh. new Rangers, and did it all from the ground up someday um, i'm either gonna get my hands on like an actual copy of their system or i'm just gonna have to go back and piece it all together because yeah. i want to play i know there is a power rangers rpg right i have the book but i want to play the hyperforce system even though it's like so simple i just want to do it because i want to I just want to pretend I'm part of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's wild to me that we never got the, like, cards that they used. Like, I know. Like, Paulie posted not even... a picture recently of, like, his cards, and I was, like, in awe. I was, like, oh, my God, this is, like, one of the first, like, good looks we've gotten at one of the Rangers card sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you know, we've learned th- through things like Heroes of the Grid that, like, all of the Hyperforce Rangers weapons had two modes, Mm-hmm. We never learned that in the show. Some of the players um, forgot that uh, on the yes. show. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite interactions on Twitter was uh, when they posted the picture and Christina V was like, "You had a scythe," and Megan's like, "I." <laughs> Megan's like, "I forgot. I'm sorry." <laughs> and of course, the people making the miniature was like, "She has a scythe. Of course, her figure's gonna have a scythe." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, just love it so much. And you mentioned the Battleizer joke, but this is the first official artwork we've gotten of her Battleizer, I think. I think all other art was like fan art that they said like, yeah, sure. Like, that's cool. You know, that's kind of how Alpha 55 ended up becoming what it was. I haven't gone back yet to see like how the official artwork compares to whatever the fan artwork was. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's not exact, but I bet you it's heavily inspired. Yeah, I don't think it's exact. I do think it carried a lot of the same color. Yeah, Yeah. they do a lot. Like, 
I think in a similar way that Matt's Green Ranger suit is like a play on the Bat and the Sun design. Yeah. It, I think the Battleizer does carry some of the colors that like the fans kind of played with, which is like really like blues and pinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they played in that regard, but yeah, no, this was the official art. That was a really cool moment that you, I agree, Doug. So I, I, cool. I forgot to highlight. Uh, I am sad that Vesper didn't get to use her uh, <laughs> Sentinel Ranger <laughs> mode <laughs> that she stole. Um, yep. Yep. I know. Well, maybe, there's still time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Again, if you've never taken the time to listen, like that's the wild stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is. Uh, uh, but yeah, like we said, it is wild that we never got the official release of that. It'd be really cool, like if they could. I don't know what the stipulations are on that. I always thought it was wild that we never got like an official release of those dice that they made. Yeah, because that same. was the thing that I was like, oh, when they were rolling, they're like, they're these metal dice, and we put the Power Ranger lightning bolt, and I'm like, so you're selling them, right? Where can right. I buy them? <laughs> yeah, I think our best chance to get any sort of official stuff is simply through the players. Like, I think it's going to yeah. have to be Polly continuing to post things or one of the brothers someday posting things. I have a feeling that Hyper RPG is always going to feel like their hands are tied. Uh, and so we'll probably yeah. never get it from them. Yeah. Which yeah. Is unfortunate. Or if we can, or if yeah. we can beg, beg Megan, be like, come on, Megan, please, please. <laughs> Put it in the background of a comic somewhere. Somebody. <laughs> yes we'll figure it out we'll decipher it <laughs> yeah oh oh yeah no we're hungry for content over here for the hyper force rangers but <laughs> crumbs we'll take crumbs <laughs> exactly and i and like to be fair i think this is more than we could have asked for like oh. just as a final note on this like yeah. I, I i'm really happy with this i think it like i said it did a great job of not only tying into the current event but like being able to fully wrap up what the end of that season was still keeping the emotional stakes and tying it to this new thing. I think it did yeah. a really great job. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah. It's good stuff. Exactly. Uh, but with that said, that'll kind of wrap up our show for today. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up on Twitter for as long as that website still exists at <clears throat> made the power pod. Or if you want to send us an email, you can email us at maythepowerpod at gmail.com. Feel free to send comments, suggestions, topic mm-hmm. ideas, or let us know if you're interested in coming on as a guest host like Doug has done today. Yeah. Hi. But if you want to find me, you could find me on most social media at Thespis Punk. Where can they find you, Kevin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BridgeMT3. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at BridgeMT3 as well. Uh, and now to turn the spotlight on Doug. <gasps> Anything you want to plug, Doug? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, anywhere. I, I've pretty much got Icky Bully locked down everywhere. I, I didn't nice. realize I was, I was doing a smart thing by picking a word that's not real. Uh, but it's been a benefit. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what website. If you search Icky Bully, if you see somebody online in you know a game named Icky Bully, it's almost certainly me. So just search that. It's I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. Um, and you can hear my voice all over the place. Uh, if you like it enough, you can hear it weekly on Walloping Web Snappers, where my co-host Derek and I do a deep dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. Um, we also did a spinoff show called Falling with Style, where we watched all of the Pixar canon in order, um, including mm-hmm. Elemental, which came out about a month ago uh, or so and is still rolling in theaters. So it's still out there. It's it's picking up steam, I guess. Um yeah. <laughs> I also have a Pokemon podcast called Victory Road, which at this point has, you know, we're, we're very slowly crawling towards 100 episodes, which is when we'll stop. Maybe that's why we're crawling, because we don't want it to end. Um, but mm. that is out there. Um, and Novel Gaming, which is a podcast I do with my friend Katie, where we catch up on all the books and video games we've been consuming lately. Nice. nice. And uh, all of the shows are great, by the oh, way, thank you. as people who listen to them. Uh, and uh, if you go to Walloping Web Snappers, you might hear two familiar voices on an mm. episode. Just saying. Uh, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? Impossible um, to know. <laughs> exactly. But uh, thank you again for coming on, Doug. Yes. It's great. It's always wonderful having people come on and you know talk about yes. these things we love and getting to gab about the positive things because it's great to love this stuff <laughs> that's where i try to live so mm-hmm. always happy to be a guest uh in that regard 
for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, we will definitely, we need to have you back on so we can like dig into other things and we can talk about stuff we love about it. And I'm sure we could go on for hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, if you ever take the big deep dive into hyperforce, you know who to call. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I knew you were, when I knew this one show was coming up, I knew you were the one we were going to get. And I was like, please say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> of course. I can't resist. <laughs> exactly exactly so thank well, you yeah. no problem no problem it's our pleasure uh and just hey to the listeners out there thank you guys for listening keeping up with us and listening to us and getting to hear us talk about it uh but with that as always may, may the power, power protect, protect you, you. Hyperforce, power up! Ha ha! She had that uh, Crystal Strikers delivery right there. That's what she had. <laughs>